Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. I'm glad you're here. My name is Keith. It's an honor to serve here on the Dream Team at Blaze Church and so grateful that you chose to join us. As you've already heard, if it's your first time, welcome home. Make sure you grab that blue card. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being here this morning as we start a brand new season and as we start a brand new series together that we're calling Multiply. Multiply. This word, Amy and I and our leadership team have been praying through for some time now. This word, Multiply, because we feel like it's what God's calling us to next as a church. And I'm gonna show you in scripture how important it is that God's word multiplies. But I wanna start here. You guys need to understand if Blaze Church is your church, God is doing miracles at Blaze Church. Like he is doing miracles here through this church. Next month, we will celebrate eight years as a church community and God is doing miraculous things and he has not stopped doing miraculous things. And I wanna highlight just one miracle story that we as a church celebrated last month at water baptism. So we had seven people water baptized. Can you praise Jesus for that? That's just his work, lives changed people forever impacted. And what, what we ask people to do as they're gonna be water baptized is to really put into words their faith story, their testimony of who they were before Jesus, what Jesus has done, and now who they are because of Jesus. And we have people share stories and, and I wanna read one of them to you right now, just a little, little piece of the story. Here's what this person said. If you would have told me a year and a half ago that I would be turning my life over to the care of Jesus Christ, I would have said you were crazy. How many could say that was your story at one point? If you would have said I would have been following Jesus, I would have said you're crazy. My life has been full of addictions and reckless decisions. I had always thought that money and material things would make me happy. The reason I even considered going to church was because of my daughter. She had been coming for a while and I saw such a change in her. The first time I decided to go, I knew there was something about Blaze Church that could change me. And when Pastor Keith told me that all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and he resurrected from the dead that I would be saved was the moment I knew <laughs> The moment I knew, it was the first time I had ever spoken those words and it was comforting. And at that moment, I knew, look at this, that I can't, he can. <laughs> so I'll let him in. <laughs> and while I still have a long way to go, I have made many positive changes in my life. I am thankful that Jesus Christ has been integral in making these changes and I love him for it and everything he has done for me. Can you celebrate God's work in someone's life? Like, oh, praise the name of the Lord, our God. That is a real person at Blaze Church who is saying, because the word of God has reached my heart, because this church existed in this community, because I had somewhere to go, because I saw the change in someone else, I went and now I am changed. God has a good plan for your life. 
God has a good plan for the people in your life who don't know him yet. By a show of hands, how many of us in this room have a family member or a friend or coworker that does not yet know Jesus, they're lost? Go ahead and raise your hand and keep it up and look around the room, everybody. So we have two problems. First problem is we all know lost people. The second problem is we're out of space. <laughs> Pretty fun. Here's what I know. God's calling us to keep reaching lost people in this community. And this word multiply is burning in us because in the early church, as we call it, the first church, the book of Acts, the fifth book in the New Testament records how Jesus was ascended and how the spirit of God came and how the church started growing and influencing others and changing people's lives. That church grew and expanded in exponential ways. And there's this verse that I, like, it's been burning in me, this one verse. Because I believe if it was possible for the church then, it's possible for Blaze Church today. It's Acts 12, 24. But the word of God increased and say the word with me. It multiplied. The word of God increased and multiplied and people came to know him. What's so amazing about Acts and the story of the church is in the second chapter, it says that God added daily to their numbers. But by this chapter, the language goes from addition to multiplication. God adds and then he multiplies. And I'm telling you, almost eight years into praising God of miracle stories, every person in this room, your life is a walking testimony of God's glory. He gets the glory for it. He called you. He sent his son for you. He died for you. He loves you. And you are here this morning as a testimony of his grace. And we just have this crazy vision that why not? Why can't we reach the east end of Long Island with the gospel of Jesus? Why can't every single person in this room that has a lost family member or friend have the day where it's their story that's being shared? Where it's your child's story that you're praying for, that they do surrender their life to Jesus. Why not? If he multiplied the word then, he can multiply it now. This is what happens when I don't preach for five weeks, by the way. I got like a month's worth of sermons in me. I'll get you out by dinner, okay? Just fired up of what God's gonna do and what he's inviting us to. So what we're gonna do this month is we wanna share with you some focuses that we have as a church, focuses so that the word of God might multiply. And the first focus that I wanna talk about today, this is what our church is gonna rally around. If today's your first day at Blaze Church, you picked a great Sunday because you are discovering what we care most about. And here's the first thing. It's the next generation. We care about the next generation. I love that right now I can look to my left and see some students. What's up, students? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a student section. If any of you try to have a Rice Krispie treat or a Frappuccino and you're not sitting there, I will call you out on it. It's for the students. We care about the next generation. We care about the fact that on the other side of that wall, there are children right now who are being taught the word of God. The next generation matters. It is a focus that we will have in a greater capacity if we are to see the word of God multiply. So let me start off telling you some things you may know or may not know. Barna Research is a reputable research organization, faith-based, and what they seek to do is they wanna hold up an honest mirror for us. Do you know what that means? They wanna tell us how it actually is, not how we hope it is. 
The data may mess with us, but they wanna do research to inform the church, to inform communities, so that we might say, there is what's going on, now how do we respond with the word of God? So Barna Research did a massive study on Gen Z and the millennial generation to find out what, what are the trends? What do we see about these two particular generations? And I wanna share with you some of their findings. The first is this, especially for Gen Z, it is the most connected generation and yet Gen Z says they feel the most alone. So super connected, the ability to reach out to friends, to, talk to one another, to stay connected. And yet there is this strong sense of, I just feel alone. I don't know that anybody gets me. Yeah, I've got a whole lot of friends on social media, but I don't know if anybody actually knows who I am. Here's, a, here's another finding. This generation, Gen Z and millennials are hungry for spirituality. This should give you hope, church. They're hungry for something spiritual, which would also speak to the rise in new age teaching and even witchcraft because they're hungry for something. And hey, if the church isn't going to provide it, they will find it. They'll dabble with spiritual things. They re this generation recognizes we are not just physical bodies. There's something more. This is another finding uh, from the data, from the research, an age or a generation of anxiety and worry greater than ever before. It's the most anxious generation especially millennials as it relates to vocation, uh, your career, your finances, your living situation. There is just an, an age of worry, an age of anxiety. And here's the second thing, uh, the, the fourth thing rather. They're looking for answers. This, this generation is looking for answers, desiring to know, can you point me in the right direction? And here's the last finding that's very relevant. This generation is longing to make a difference. Like in overwhelming, we've never seen a generation that cares so much about social injustice, about the poor, about the marginalized, about those who are hurting. They are longing to make a difference. Do you know what those findings should do for a church community? It should give us hope. It should just show us that there is potential to meet the next generation where they are and show them the hope that is found in Jesus. Because how many of you know, Gen X was supposed to destroy the church and they didn't. And millennials are supposed to destroy the church and we didn't. And Gen Z is supposed to destroy the church and they won't because Jesus built his church on the rock and the gates of hell will not stand against it. Like the church is his, we are his. And so we partner with the next generation and say, let me tell you who Jesus is. Let me walk with you through life because there's hope, there's potential. You are so made, motivated to make a difference. You're looking for answers. Don't go there, come to the one who made you. So we have a mandate, followers of Christ, a command from God to focus on the next generation. This is not my words. These are his words. Psalm 145.4 very clearly, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I think that's a verse that we should memorize as a church. That's a verse that you should cling on to, Psalm 145.4. I am called by God to commend his mighty works to another generation.
I am called by God to make sure that this next generation knows there is a God and he's done great things. We're called to it. So what I wanna explore with you this morning is how are we doing that as a community, as a collective at Blaze Church? If this is God's command, how do we then, with all of us in this space, with our lost friends and family members, with people who don't yet know Jesus, how do we come together and do that? Well, I wanna tell you and I wanna show you this morning. But before we get into the what, what we do, we gotta talk a little bit about the why. Can I just draw you in a little bit more? Cause I still, I want us to be so all in on this that this truly matters. It's why it's the first focus point that we're bringing up today. This matters. Say this matters. matters. I'm gonna tell you why. Because in Israel, under the leadership of Joshua, how many know Joshua, the walls of Jericho, march around, vegetales, little grapes, you shall not get in here, little man. Right, like, and the walls come down and it's the whole thing. Right, Joshua, he walked around the city, the city walls came down and and after they had gone through the wilderness and had God's redemption and, and his law to guide them, and they, they enter the promised land. They finally get there. It says a promised land was a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, if you love sugar as much as I do, that sounds great. Come on, where the honey stream at? That's like Willy Wonka's factory. I want to be there. And they enter this land and things, this sweetness and there's grapes and there's giants and there's all of it, but God sees them through and they are taking the land and now they're dispersing the land and the tribes are receiving what was promised to Abraham hundreds of years before. And then Joshua dies. And we read what I think is one of the most tragic verses in the Old Testament. If you care about the next generation and you care about students and children, this verse should be haunting. Because it says in Judges 2.10, after that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. A generation grew up that had no idea who God was. And we could say, man, that generation is just missing it. They're missing it because we're not showing it to them. They're missing it because we're not telling them of his mighty works. And in Israel, a generation grew up that had no idea who God was. This was not God's fault because God commanded them through the law. You shall teach your children day and night when you go in and when you come out, when you sit down and when you sleep and when you wake up, my words will be on your lips. Tell the next generation. And somewhere along the way, they got caught up in something that prevented them from telling the next generation of God's goodness. And I'll just tell you, that will not happen at Blaze Church. (laughs) We will tell the next generation, all Gen Z, millennials, young adults, from babies all up, we will tell the next generation of who God is and what he's done. And to do that, we have a great example. His name is Jesus. (laughs) Because Jesus had a heart for the next generation. And I wanna show you a moment where Jesus shows us three things that we are to do if we are to follow Jesus. That's what it means to be a disciple. Surrender your life and follow him. There are three things that Jesus did and we're gonna do it. The first is welcome. Say welcome. Welcome. The second is become. Say become. Become. And the third is serve. Serve. We're gonna welcome the next generation. We are going to become like them and we are going to serve them. So let's get right into it. Let's see Jesus. It says in Mark 10, 13, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. Could you read this part with me? But the disciples 
rebuked them. So get the picture. Here are the parents. Here are the small group leaders. And they're bringing children over to Jesus. And when they bring the children over, the disciples, the followers of Christ, rebuke the children from coming and the adults for bringing the children to Jesus. Why? And here we have to speculate because neither Mark nor Luke, those who write of this moment, tell us. Why did they rebuke them? Well, I, I have some thoughts. These are just thoughts. This is not scripture. The first is this. Children were not important in that day. They just weren't. And I'm glad that today children matter so much. But in that culture, in that time period, a child just didn't have the value, the worth that now we understand. In fact, it was Jesus who helped us as humanity understand every person matters. Jesus elevated the status of women, elevated the status of children. In this culture though, children weren't important. They couldn't further the cause. They couldn't help Jesus become more famous. They couldn't get his name out there. And what do children do when they show up? They bring noise, bring a little mess, make it a little harder. And they bring a lot of fun. And if you're trying to have a really serious church service and the children roll in, I just think it was Peter. For some reason, I'm just gonna blame my boy Peter. Peter was standing, not today. <laughs> Ain't no kids coming to the outdoor worship service with Jesus, thank you. We're busy, we're trying to do something. We're trying to start a revolution here. And who knows what it was, but what we do see is that the disciples rebuked them. Look at this. The disciples were preventing the next generation from coming to Jesus. My goodness. It was followers of Christ. It was disciples who were the ones that said, no kids allowed. And, and here's just what I think. We can do the same thing today, followers of Christ. We can. I wrote down three ways that we could do it even here at Blaze Church. First way, we could fail to provide loving environments for children and students to discover who God is on their level. Like we could actually prevent them from coming by saying, well, when you come here, we don't have a space for you. We haven't thought of you. We've got nothing for you. You could sit quietly in this space. If you make too much noise, we're gonna find the bouncer to bounce you out of here. We could do that. We could fail to provide a loving environment. Second way, we could talk negatively about the next generation. Come on. We could say things, those millennials. They just looking for a handout. Well, who taught us that? You gave us participation trophies on the soccer field. <laughs> so that's your fault, Gen X. I want my trophy. I didn't play to win. I played to have fun. You taught me that. If I don't have a hard work ethic, it's your fault. Come on, we can negatively say things about the next generation. Gen Z, they're always on their phone. Generation Alpha. Come on, like... When you talk negatively about someone, do you think that person wants to be around you? No. So even if it's in jest or sarcastic comments, I want these students to know we love you students. We're glad you're here. And we value the next generation. We value people. But if we don't, we can become, we can become old and crusty. And that's not an age thing. That's just a demeanor thing. Yeah. I want my church the way it is too much noise. Here's another thing. When we just make church all about adults, we can fail. We can, tell, we can prevent the next generation. So let's make it real practical here, right? Because we are curtain church right now. We don't have no solid walls yet. 
So when you and I hear a baby crying or we hear some noise from Blaze Kids or, or we hear the little footsteps running to the bathroom, <laughs> let me ask you, are you more annoyed or more grateful that there's the next generation here? Because yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I tell you, I can, man, who left the door open to Blaze Kids? I'm trying to preach. <laughs> Come on, that's being annoyed. We want to be grateful that there's kids here, that there's babies here. It's beautiful. So when we hear that, we should, we should choose gratitude. So this is, this is interesting. The disciples rebuke the parents and the kids, but then Jesus gets involved. Watch what Jesus does. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He rebukes them. So they rebuke the kids and the parents, and now Jesus goes, oh, no, you don't. Hold on. He gets angry with the disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. So what's the first way that we value the next generation? We do what Jesus did. He welcomed them. Say welcome. welcome. He welcomes them. He says, let them come to me. Let, let them come to me. In fact, if you are an adult that's stopping a child from coming to Jesus, Jesus is rebuking you. Don't stop them. Let them come because they're connected, but they're lonely and they're anxious and they're searching and man, they can make a difference and they're longing for answers. I mean, let them come. Jesus tells his disciples and then he says something that we need to explore. He says, the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. Now, what does that mean? Do you like age out of God's kingdom at some point? Is this Neverland? When we let kids here and the lost boys, like what, what does he mean there that the kingdom of God belongs to those? Well, he tells us in the next verse, here's what it means. He says, truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom like a little child will never enter it. Who will not receive God's kingdom. We're going to talk about that like a little child. I like the way the message writes it. Eugene Peterson says, mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. You'll never get in. Do you know what that means for us? This is amazing. Children are a picture of the gospel. When you look at a child and their qualities and their simplicity and their trusting Attitude, you should think that reminds me of the gospel. So my children, nine and seven, was with my daughter the other night, tucking her in, we're reading. And I asked her, I asked my kids some questions at night. So I'll usually ask them, hey, what's something you're celebrating? What's something that's challenging? So I said, Cece, what are you excited about? And she goes, oh, dad, there's so much. I said, there's so much I'm excited about. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me the thing. I said, okay, what's, what's something maybe you're a little nervous about? And she said, well, school's starting next week. I'm a little nervous about making new friends. So I can understand that. I said, is there anything you're afraid of? You're just afraid of it happening. She said, yeah, but I don't have to think about it for a while. I'm like, well, what is it? She's like, having babies. <laughs> Girl, you never have to think about that. Don't worry, because you're never going to date. You're never going to get married. So you, that fear is gone. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> I love the simplicity of children. They are just so trusting. They just, they just tell you how it is. They just, the filter is not, they have not grown out of the filter. 
Okay, so listen for a second. You gotta hear this, adults. Scripture is not calling you to be childish, but it's calling you to be childlike. That's a whole nother sermon. There's a maturity in following Jesus. Paul says, when I was a child, I acted like a child. I did things like a child. That refers to spiritual, like growing up in the faith. There are things that have had its grip on you for so long, that addiction needs to stop. You are called to find freedom. But the call to be childlike, the simplicity of a child that comes to a parent, my kids come to me with all honesty asking for things without reservation because they know I'm their father. That's how we are to relate to the heavenly father. To come to him and know my salvation can't be earned. I don't deserve it. I can't work hard enough for it. You cannot be good enough for God's grace. That's why it's grace. And that's why it's amazing. So God sends his son to this world to die for your sins so that you might confess and believe in him. And he resurrects to show he's got power over what you think has control over you. And you come to him as a child and you say, God, would you forgive me? I know you have the gift of salvation and we receive it as children. I read this, adults are rarely as trusting as little children. To feel secure, all that children need are loving looks and gentle touches from someone who cares. Just letting you know I'm in your corner. We do not have to understand all the mysteries of the universe. It should be enough to know that God loves us and provides forgiveness for our sin. It could be that what's holding you back from coming to the Father is you and not approaching him as a child today. Would you come to him as a child? And followers of Christ, may I urge you and remind you, do not forget who invited you to come to him. It was God's invitation. <laughs> he came to you. He came and saw us. I think just another Peter Pan reference, if I can, twice in one message. The movie Hook, Robin Williams. You've seen it? Remember what happens? He goes back, but he forgot. He forgot. And the whole time, the lost boys are trying to get him to remember. The bro tries to pay Captain Hook off with a checkbook to get his kids back. Dude, that's not gonna happen in Neverland. You gotta learn how to fly, Peter. You gotta be a child again. And I'm telling you, for some of you, I believe this. Your faith will come more alive when you embrace being a child again. Just having fun. I wanna give you a way to do that in just a moment. Welcome them, become them. And here's the last thing we see. 10:16. he took the children in his arms. He placed his hands on them and he blessed them. Jesus served the next generation. They were not a distraction to his ministry. They were not getting in the way of the agenda for that day. He takes them up in his arms and he places his hands on them and he blesses them. And he speaks life over them. He serves them and he focuses on their needs. And what he's communicating here is what we need to say. I see you and I'm glad you're here. How can I help you? How can I serve you? You are loved. Millennials, younger 20s, you're not gonna have to go through life alone. Find it in community. Be in a small group. Students, be with your student small group leaders. At Blaze Church, we will honor Psalms 145.4. Let's read it again and let's read it all together. One generation, it says, say it with me. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. How many wanna be the generation that does that? By a show of hands, you're saying that's your heart. Come on, that's your heart. heart hands are going up. So we do that at Blaze Church in a unique way. 
We do that on the other side of this wall. Every single Sunday, we create environments where one generation is discovering who God is. How many of you have never seen what happens on the other side of the wall? Come on, raise your hand. I just get a little feel for it. Wait, don't be shy. A lot of people. How many of you would like to see what happens on the other side of the wall? You're like, oh, is this a trick? No, it's not a trick. You're like, I know. I see that hand, brother. You're going to be on a dream team. I want to show you what happens on the other side of the wall. Can we do that? You guys want to take a field trip this morning? Why not? Remember field trips in school? Field trips were the most fun days when you knew I'm not going to be in the classroom, but I'm going to step outside. Josh, you want to take them on a field trip? Let's do it. Why don't you get that camera? Hit the field trip button. Let's see what happens when you hit the field trip button back. Oh, let's go to Blaze Kids. You guys stay where you are and we're going to go. Can I get a microphone there? I feel like I'm in a talk show right now with this. I'll be right back. You guys get me on this shot, Josh. We see, we got me there. Let's go find out what they're doing in Blaze Kids. Oh, we're coming for you, Blaze Kids. Do you guys see me say yeah? Yeah. All right. This is the Blaze Kids experience. Some of you have never seen this before. This is where students and children come to get checked in. Check out our values wall where they discover our four values. Love God. Love people. Have fun. Do your best. So we're going to go check out some environments. Here's Jen. This is Jen. Say what up, Jen. Everybody say hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. All right. What's going on? We are in the Blaze Starters? Is this starters? I found some yes. friends. Come on over. Come on. Look at this small group. Hello. Can you guys say hi to everybody out there? Hi. Say hi. Who here? Why do you love Blaze Kids? Who's got something to tell me why they no. love Blaze Kids? Tell, tell me why Because I'm Pastor Kids and you're the. Oh, okay. Because she's the Pastor Kids and she has to. I'll take that. So. Who else? Why do you love Blaze Kids? Anybody here? Are you having fun? Because we get to worship Jesus. You get to worship Jesus. Because I can see my friends. You can see your friends. You have so many friends here. Elena, why do you love Blaze Kids? It's because it's the funnest church in the world. Wow! Are you guys having a good day here? Yeah! Goldfish? Goldfish! My goodness, goldfish. We need goldfish. So this is where we do lessons. This is where the video lessons happen and the worship happens. Who we got over here? What grade is this? Third, fourth, fifth. Why do you guys love Blaze Kids? Anybody have a reason why they love Blaze Kids? To learn. To learn. Why do you love basketball? Love basketball. They got a basketball hoop now back here. Fuji ball. Fu oh, oh, the the, fu the foosball. That's right. You guys having fun? Yes. All right. I feel like I'm interrupting. You. They got the lessons going on. Learning from their small group leader. So let's head over to Tiny Trailblazers. Let's see what they're doing. So. Adult space, this is where first through sixth graders come in to know who God is. They have worship, they have prayer, they have great teachers that love them, safe spaces, and then back here is Tiny Trailblazers. What's up, Tiny Trailblazers? Can I say hi? Can you guys say hi to everybody who's looking at you right now on that camera? Can you guys say hi to them? How fun is... Are you guys doing your lesson right now? You did your lesson about... No matter what happens, tell God everything. That is awesome. Very cool. All right, let's take you guys over to Blaze Babies. So this is where the nursery is. What's up, Blaze Babies? We're saying hi. We're saying hi. <laughs> Look at all these babies hanging out. Could you guys say hi? Hi, Chloe. Are you guys having fun? Yeah, how cool is that? So let's take them back over here. 
That is Blaze Kids. We're going to jump back in. Heading up this way. All right. Field trip is over. What did you guys think? One generation shall commend your works to another. I just think it's important for you to understand what Blaze Church is doing. Like those kids back there are being taught the word of God. They're worshiping, they're praying, they're being loved on. They're not being told we don't have a space for you. They're not being told we don't care about you. They're not being told we didn't think of you. In fact, like your generosity provides that space to those students and those kids. Like that happens. And what I wanna do this morning as we begin this series of Multiply is I wanna invite every person, every single person to fight for the next generation. So you have on your chair, I know you do, we put it there, a card that says fight for them. If you're sitting on it, that's where it is. You can take it out now. Get your card, get your card. Every single person hold a card. Every single person hold a card. Everyone should have a card. I want you to see this. There is a pen in the chair in front of you. You can share with your neighbor. I wanna walk you through what this is because we believe that the call to fight for the next generation is not for a few, is for the whole generation. It's for all of us. Like it, it is for all of us in some way. And there is some way that every single person can choose to fight for the next generation. And we came up with four main ways you can do it. So as you have that card, it's here on the screen. I want to read it for you. The first way you can fight for this generation is to actually set up the environment where children will be cared for and discover who God is. Everything you just saw back there, every curtain, every table, every carpet, every toy, that all gets set up every single Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning that gets set up and it does not take more than an hour to complete what you would do is not simply put up a curtain. You would be saying, I'm putting up an environment where kids are gonna come to know who God is. Like you can do that. You can say, you know what? Let, let, me, let me find out how I can do, I can do that. I wanna set that up. Serving on the kids team. Now, when you hear that, I want you to understand because the, the tension may be, yeah, but I don't know if, if I can, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Okay, there's so many different ways. Check in, nursery, small group leaders, Assistance. It's not just one thing. It's, there's so many different ways you can come back and you can see it and say, let me discover what's going on back there on the, on the kids' team. Serving on the student team. These seven through 12th graders who are over here, sitting in the student section, going to monthly youth group events. Like if you do want to get a Rice Krispie treat, this is the way to do it. <laughs> like I'll choose that one and sit over there. Do you know what those small group leaders are doing with those students? They're modeling who Jesus is to them, building relationship with them, reading scripture together. For you, it could be that. And praying regularly for the next generation to live surrender to God's plan. Now that's not last to say, oh, that's the easiest one, I'll just do that. If you check that off, you are saying you're going to pray. Don't not. Pray fervently. Say, I'm going to pray for this next generation. Setting up, serving on the kids team, serving on the student team, and praying. So here's what we're about to do. The worship team can join me. 
they're actually gonna get the kids from the back, the ones that we just saw on camera, gonna get them all set up because it's student blessing. We're gonna pray over them. And those kids are going to come out here with buckets. And they're gonna fill this stage, all the kids, and they're gonna be holding buckets. And if, if you filled this out, and please put your name and phone number so we can connect with you. That's why that matters. You're not keeping this. What you're doing is you're gonna look a child in the eye and you're gonna put this in their bucket and tell them, I'm fighting for you. It's gonna be a powerful moment for these kids to see. They have a church filled with people who in some way are fighting for them. They're saying, I'm gonna do it by setting up the space. You need, a, you need a carpet rolled out. You need some toys spread out. You need a table moved. I'm gonna make a difference there. I'm gonna learn how to serve on Blaze Kids. I wanna be back with those kids. I wanna serve with the students. I'm gonna pray every day for these, this generation. How powerful it's gonna be when these kids come out here and hold their buckets and you are going to bless them by saying, I'm in your, I'm in your corner, I'm on your team, I'm fighting for you.